You're on the Clarity Call. I'm Alicia. And I'm Kimberly. This is episode 115, Body Image. Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast dedicated to providing useful information and guidance to those seeking encouragement and support while navigating the challenges of caring for a loved one with special needs. We are sisters living in Texas and passionately advocating for the special needs community. Between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. Join us on a journey of mindful awareness that is sure to help you gain an enlightening perspective to help you embrace, create, and live a life you love. Here Here we go. We're back with you. So excited to be here and uh, hopefully eventually going to enter into fall. I don't know that that's even possible. We're going to go straight to like a couple weeks of cold and back to hot. <laughs> no, yep. Fall in Texas has not arrived because it's not super cool yet. Um, maybe this next week, we're hoping. Yeah, I don't um, know. But we have an awesome topic today that affects every human to some degree or another. and And if it hasn't, it will on, uh, and so Kimberly's going to give us the way that we're starting out on this with her reality check. Yeah. So I think I mentioned in a previous podcast that I had had a discussion with my daughter about, um, that she had started struggling with some body image issues and, um, she started kind of exploring why, because she, you know, is very kind of self-aware. She understands that our thoughts create our feelings and that if she's having some body image challenges that it actually starts in her mind. And so she's gone through her own kind of journey and process of figuring out what's going on with her, basically. Like why all of a sudden is she having these body image challenges where she really hasn't had body image issues the majority of her life? And it got me thinking that um, it really is all about what we make external, um, like, uh, people, things that people say or do, or things that we see in society, you know, how we're functioning in relationships, basically everything outside of us, how when we attach meaning to it, that is why we end up with any issues that we have, really. Um, it's the, it's the meaning that we attach basically. So, um, moving into this topic of body image today, uh, you know, when somebody says that you look really fit or compliments you in some way, typically, you know, the natural human tendency is to get a little dopamine hit, right? And just be like, oh, thank you. Like it feels good to be complimented, right? Mm. So we make that mean something positive about ourselves and it feels, it feels good and we want to feel good, right? But the challenge in that is what has to be true in our minds is the counter as well. You know, because there's opposition in all things, because that's the way that our mind operates. If you don't look fit or pretty or whatever, Even if it's just you in your own mind saying those things to yourself, then it's bad or negative. Do you see the contrast there? Like getting external validation for the way that you look makes you feel good, which means the opposite has to be true. 
mm. in your default brain. Okay. Okay. So the only way to counteract that happening, which is where body image issues come from, is to get rid of both, which sounds impossible. And, and on some level, I don't know that it is 100% possible just because, like I said, our brains are pre-programmed to function this way. So what we need to do is basically try to minimize the impact of both, you know? So basically, like, if somebody compliments you, I think that it's fine to allow yourself to feel good, right? Like, to be like, oh, thank you. But relying on it or needing it is where you get in trouble. Right. Well, it's interesting because I just heard something the other day um, where they were talking about how back, you know, 100 years ago or whatever, George Washington time, I don't know, that presidents, we think about that word, like a president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And you just picture something, you know, you have a, a picture in your mind of maybe what they would, they have an appearance, you know? Right. Um, you don't necessarily see a squirrely little, you know, geeky, whatever, you well, know, you I mean, see them in like idea. sweats typically. <clears throat> right, or, right. Yeah. Okay. So, and I thought about that and I thought, okay, but back in the day, they didn't know what a president looked like. They didn't have social media. They didn't have TV. They right. didn't have cameras. Yeah. So they just had to go with what was inside. Yep. You know, I mean this, I kind of took this from a spiritual um, aspect as far as like following you know, for us, our prophet of our church, but you know, they didn't know what he looked like. And you see in paintings what people portray, but it's only because they can't portray the feelings. Yes. Right. And they can only portray the visual, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. So when we look at something and attach to the visual, it, it can be a challenge, which is why, like you're saying, social media, you know, having mirrors, they didn't have mirrors per se back then, you know, those types of things. And they didn't have that reflection or that image constantly in their face. Right. Well, and it, go it even goes a level deeper as far as what did your parents say to you? Yeah. What did your brothers and sisters say to you? You know, like I remember my older brother saying really cruel things to me when I was eating junk food or whatever, you know, right. like, um, even if it wasn't intentionally cruel, Right. We internalize a lot of things yeah. that are said. Yeah. Siblings aren't nice. I mean, I deal with that with all my kids, just sometimes them saying things, you know, and even you wouldn't think like, okay, girls have body image issues, but guess what boys do too? Yes, they and do. And I am with my boys right now. And it's like, it's interesting how just because one has confidence and doesn't really care what he looks like, cause it's comes easy for him. He has to watch what he says to the brother because it doesn't come as easy to him. Right. You know? So yeah. it definitely, what we say, like you're saying how we, but on the good side too, like, wow, you know, you look great or, you yeah. know, um, anyway, yeah, it definitely, our minds can, can, uh, have that power of what our, what we think about ourselves. Right. And I think that even just having a level of awareness where if somebody does compliment you, making it not mean something about you in, in a validation way but even turning it into how, like, how amazing is this relationship? I'm so grateful for this person that shows up for me in love. Right. I've thought a lot about this just in the last, well, you know, when people meet me that haven't ever met me as I'm subbing in the schools or whatever, and we talk about kids, okay, I have eight children and they're like, wait, what? No, you know, because 
of, you know, I'm, I'm thin, I work hard, but what I, when people say that are like, you look amazing, you don't look your age, you're like, whatever. And I don't like think of it in like this, like, oh, oh, it goes to my head. This is so the, I think I'm willing to work hard. I know the work and the effort I put into um, feeling the way that I feel. And right. I do it for a feeling. I don't do it for acknowledgement of oh, you look this certain way because right. I'm going to do it whether I show up at school and somebody pays me a compliment or not Yeah. every single day, whether I go out into the world or I stay home, Yeah. I'm doing that. And so I think once you can get to that point where you show up for you and like you said, you get a compliment, it's not that it goes to your head, it might be feel flattering or whatever, but think about what you've done to get there. Well, and think and about your what your effort. body has done for you. Exactly. And we'll go into that a little bit more as well in just a minute, but... Before we jump there, let's come back to the understanding that whatever somebody is saying to you, whatever you're internalizing from outside influences, influences, that's the perfect word. Yes. Social media, what other people say, how they act, whatever. It's all made up. Like really think about that for just a minute. It's all made up. It's all thoughts. How is being fit better than not? And I know you. everybody wants to be like, well, you know, it's there healthier. are medical conditions. It's, <laughs> yeah. And it's healthier is even a thought. Like, health is made up. Somebody some at some point was like, this, the optimal BMI is this for your particular height and, and right. build and whatever, right? It's all made up. Well, I'm going to say, honestly, for me, like I've done it and I've not done it. And I know for my body, it's a reality that if I don't do it, I know how I feel. And if I do do it, I know how I feel. Exactly. And it's that's so the reality. It's so, but it's for you. You right. have to discover on your journey what is best for you. Everything right. else outside of you is a hundred percent made up. Yeah. Right. Like you want to get your blood work done so that you can see the science of what would be most optimal for your body. Awesome. I know that there is, those are factual circumstantial situations. I'm not negating that or minimizing that or saying that's all made up even. I'm saying do what is best for you because even what a doctor is telling you is best for you is made up, right? Like, like I said, there's science backing it, but you still have to do the work to figure out what you feel best about in your body, how you feel like you operate at your highest level is your only truth. Nothing outside of you can make that true for you. So we have to really understand that everything outside of us is just made up. Okay. And it only feels true because of pattern thinking that we've created, right? Pattern thinking happens either intentionally or unintentionally. So you may have patterns around body image that was created through your upbringing, through society, like we've talked about, because you weren't consciously allowing those thoughts in. You were just letting them in without filtering them and deciding what serves you most and best. Because if you're like me, you didn't really understand how the brain works until recently. (laughs) And growing up, you don't really have this level of understanding of how you're creating these patterns in your brain unintentionally. Right. All you can do now is be aware of them and figure out what works best for you. So how do you want to answer the voice that tells you that you're not enough or whatever, right? Because that's what it comes down to. If you have body image issues, it's 
your internal dialogue, your narrative saying you're not enough. Okay. Well, and I just think too, is if you have body image issues, then there are so many um, resources available to help you conquer. For sure. You know, it, and it all boils down to your desire and your work, your work, um, your commitment. What you're willing to put into it. Yeah. Because you're not going to just, I mean, you can, you can tell yourself, you know, at whatever size, whatever weight, whatever color, whatever, you know, hair, whatever. Um, you can change and change and change, but like you're saying, until you get yes. to where you are confident inside your mind, mm-hmm. it's not going to matter the things that you do. Yes. You have to, you have to be willing to have the desire to change the image. Right. And, and that's why I love this mindfulness work that I coach people on so much is because you already have all the answers inside of you in your mind for what you need to do that's best for you. But oftentimes, because it's so clouded with external influences, you need a coach to help you find the thoughts in your own mind that are already there, that are going to be the ones that are true for you, that are going to serve you into overcoming body image challenges. So again, if you want to have a, a coaching session with me, you can hear how to connect with me in our outro. But it is so powerful and it does start in your mind because willpower is not going to take you there. But even more importantly than that, you have to not resist your humanness in, at this le- level, right? When your brain's trying to tell you that you're not enough, it's, again, trying to keep you from making changes because it doesn't want to exert the energy. So it's going to try to help you resist making change. But when you resist, it's like that, like our kids, right? When we tell a toddler no, or we ignore them, what do they do? Get louder. They just get louder. And that's what happens in our mind when we're just like, when we resist the voice. Or give up, I have to say. It's one or the other. It's not like, oh, okay, that's fine. I understand, mom. You know, you're like, I give up. I'm just eating all the things. I'm not going to exercise anymore. Whatever it is, the voice just gets louder. It doesn't disappear. Yeah. So it's just really important to know that resisting it or avoiding it is actually counterproductive, very counterproductive. Well, and I was talking to a child the other day through, um, I get lots of my experiences through talking to my children, but, you know, and she called with the overwhelm of life and everything. And sometimes when you have um, certain mental health struggles, this can happen. And I just was like, you just have to start somewhere, start small. Mm-hmm. set a timer, yeah, like 10 minutes on this test. She goes, cause when there's so much, what is just overwhelming? And this is no different. Right. Body image is no different. You know, 12 years ago when I started on my journey, you know, I, like I've said numerous times, I couldn't even run for one minute on the treadmill without <gasps> I'm going to die, you know, but yeah. one minute at a time over 12 years and and I'm doing great and I feel great. And my blood work does show great numbers. Like things really do, but it does take small effort, desire first, mm-hmm. and then small little efforts and just do small. I know that let's that eating the whole elephant, like just start somewhere small. And your brain, again, like we are saying, is going to tell you it's not enough. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. That's where you have to be the boss of your brain. That's where you have to show up and be like, nope, thanks for that information, but I'm just going to show up for me. Okay, so 
don't jump to the opposite when you're trying to quiet that voice in your head. You can't go to be like, well, I'm fit and amazing and beautiful and everyone loves me and no one judges me. (laughs) Right? Because your brain is immediately going to be like, rejected, rejected. That's not true. Right? And so, and that's just going to create conflict in your mind. And that's exhausting. Right? So you need to kind of go to that middle space and be, say something like, it's okay to have these thoughts. It's totally normal. Like just neutralize it. Just be like, okay, brain, I hear you. And I think women got cycles for that reason. Yeah. Just so that we can have that week where we're rocking it, the week where life sucks, and then we have everything in between. Cycle in, cycle out. Yeah. And it's just, you know, one day at a time learning how to master, have grace, show up, love yourself, rock it, hate yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Keep going. You know, it's just, it is a cycle and a pattern, and we just have to love all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Jody Moore offered the thought a long time ago when I very first started listening to her work. She, she coaches so much on body image and the thought that she offers so often that I love is bodies just look funny. And I think that that has allowed me to go through having babies and my body changing and becoming different and not looking like it was when I was a teenager and all of that and just be like, bodies just look funny. And that for me just helps me be like, yep. It looks exactly how it's supposed to. And then you hit an age where you can't see, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Then you I can look fabulous, sight. get to the point where I look and feel fabulous, but then I can't see. So. There, yeah. Just don't put your glasses on when you're in front of a mirror and it's fine. No. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, even just something as simple as, like, I have a body. Right. I live in this space where, you know, I have children with bodies that are very non-typical. You know, my Caden has a very visual, physical impairment. My Jocelyn has very um, apparent mental limitations. And so when I find myself in a space where I'm not appreciating my body at whatever level, I just go to, I have a body. I have a functioning body. Right. And I go to gratitude that I have this body. And what a blessing it is. And maybe it's not as fit as I'd like it to be yet. And I can work on that if I want to. Right. But it functions. Again, that's going to be different for everyone. Like maybe your body, maybe you have depression. And so you feel like your body doesn't function the way that you want it to because you live in a state of depression. Right. But you still have a body. Right. And, you know, it does function. And that body may be creating your depression. Exactly. However, um, again, desire, desire and, and, um, and willingness to do the work on that. It's just, when you say that, the first thing I think of is, is I, um, I think, well, I'm not completely, but probably of all my kids, I'm on the smaller size. And now that I'm just raising my boys, I look at them and it is a miracle to look at my, you know, five or six foot three son and my six foot two son who they're huge. And, I'm like, how did that come out of this body? Like, you know, you're just growing all these things. It's amazing. And it really is amazing to look at them and just be like, this body, even in all of its imperfections, created eight humans. Like, that's amazing. Right. So good job, body. You have to be willing to look for it, though, like that. You know, you can't just sit in the self-pity and misery. You have to be willing to open up to seeing the goodness, seeing the miracles. Even if you can go to... There's got to be at least one person who loves and appreciates you, which will help you down the journey to loving and appreciating yourself. And if you can't find it, just call your mama. (laughs) 
Or, or us. call us. We'll tell you <laughs> we you love you and appreciate you. We got you. Because, yeah, for sure, you need you need someone in your corner. Anyways, there are so many ways that you can redirect your mind to move into a positive place so that you can have a more positive body image. So, anyways, we hope that you've been able to find something beneficial in what we've shared today on you know, your mindset surrounding body image. And, uh, we would love your feedback. We always do several posts with, on social media with, uh, each podcast and we would love to interact with you there. So feel free to jump in the comments of those posts. And again, you can hear all about that, uh, how to connect with us in our outro. So we want to make sure and remind you of our mantra, which is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Every single thing that we bring to you on this podcast goes back to that. And they're all just our thoughts. Exactly. And Alicia will give you our would you rather. Okay, this one's really good. And it goes along with what we're just talking about. So, kind of. Um, And I've had both states. Not to the severe all the way, but because of 20, let's see, 30, I guess it's been 30 years ago now, I say to my husband all the time, you know, like, what's my name? Of course, I didn't forget, you know, because I was kind of a know-it-all. And now I live in a world of not caring if I remember anything. So, would you rather have amnesia or be a know-it-all? How do you want to show up to the world with amnesia? I actually know can all. see benefits to both. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Absolutely. And because I do happen to have a little bit of a memory thing, not probably just because of age, because of Hashimoto's does do that in our brain, which I'm getting much better. I'm much more clear. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can, sometimes we just show up, I think as a know-it-all, especially like to our kids, they call you thinking that you know it all. So it makes you, puts you in that place. So mm. I don't know. I, uh, what, what are you going to pick? I think I'm at a, well, so I can see how it's like amnesia on one level would be like allowing me to kind of check out, like give me an out. Yep. (laughs) But, which I, I'm like, that seems heavenly (laughs) glorious. But then I'm like, but would I remember like the things that I need to keep my kids alive? You wouldn't. (laughs) So I think I, I'm going to choose know it all just so that I can continue to know all the things that I need to do to <laughs> take care of these special kids I've been given. And sorry, everybody, for the ego that tends to come along with a know-it-all. <laughs> yeah. Well, temporary amnesia, yeah, it does seem awesome because then you could kind of reset and then right? people I think would be like, oh, dates. this is the new you. Have you seen that movie, 50 yeah. First Dates with Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So funny. I love it. Yeah. So think about that, people, and decide. You know, you can always hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. What did you decide? I probably just going to have to stick with the know-it-all because I don't like forgetting things. I mean, here we are, knowing it all, trying to yeah. share it with everyone. Trying. <laughs> trying. That's all there is. So have a great week, y'all. Thanks for joining us on the Clarity Call. Please like and share it. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. Be sure to check out claritycallcoaching.com to join our weekly newsletter and sign up for your first free coaching session. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Clarity Call and on Facebook as Clarity Call.